0: others who joined from different parts uh, of the the world of the globe and the purpose of faith series is to move in great faith because God is pleased with uh, great faith and so also is uh, the son of God Lord Jesus Christ he is also pleased with great faith and we uh, we have uh, finished uh, one year we have completed one year uh, last April Uh, in end of April we had started This faith series with a purpose uh, for bringing, uh, reviving the the faith once delivered to the saints. And uh, I saw that brother Clint also is speaking the same thing, uh, what we are speaking here. So that's why uh, uh, there's a unity in the spirit and uh, God loves uh, uh, unity. uh, And uh, so I welcome you brother. Please uh, go ahead with uh, whatever the Lord has put on your heart to share with us so that we may put into practice what we are going to hear and do it. Hallelujah. Awesome. Thank you very much.
1: I really enjoyed the song too. That was great. Well, thank you for having me again. Uh, uh, So many times when we get on, I I read this scripture out of Ephesians 4.11, where it says that uh, When Christ ascended after he rose from the dead into the heavens, he gave gifts to the church, some apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, and evangelists, and those gifts are for a purpose. And today we're going to be talking about the purpose a little bit. Uh, this will, this is the, um, foundation for faith, we could say, um, America has been very really good at teaching, like, principles from the from the Bible, you know, how to have faith for healing, how to have faith for finances, how to have faith for this and that. But the actual context for faith is much greater, much larger. There's a underlying purpose to this whole thing. And it's uh, very rare to hear someone who can explain it uh, well, and explain it simply, and I'm going to try to do both today. So I'm very honored to be back with you guys, and it's a real honor to be with you. So thank you for having me back. Um, <clears throat> so the purpose in Ephesians 4, 11, 12, 13, 14 in there, uh, is that the five fold leaders, the apostle, prophet, pastor, teacher, evangelist would, uh, you, you, you mentioned it there, Fidel, uh, that they would bring the body of Christ into unity of the faith, which is really going to be what I'm talking about today. I think um, we could call it unity of faith or purpose of Christ. Um, But that only comes one way. Unity of the faith only comes one way. And typically, you know, we kind of try to force unity like, well... We agree about this doctrine and you agree about that doctrine, or we disagree about your doctrine and this. You know what? Who gives a flip about your doctrine? We have to believe the purpose of Jesus Christ. Okay? Your opinion of the Bible matters nothing. It's going to burn. Okay? When you stand before Jesus, He's going to try your works by fire. And if they do not line up with Him, it will burn and become nothing. Okay? It says that even some people will be saved. As if escaping by fire because everything they did is burned up and equals nothing, okay? So it's very important that we get on board with the understanding and the purpose of Christ in the earth. Otherwise, you run the risk of losing your soul, and you definitely run the risk of losing any kind of reward. And what's even worse is you run the risk of not being able to participate with the plan of God in Christ for his kingdom, which is an eternal purpose. Paul writes about in Ephesians uh, in the earth. This is the great, Paul calls it the great high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Uh, Most people couldn't tell you what that is. They would just say, well, that's being a Christian. I'm going to tell you exactly what it is. It's very simple, it's very fun. Uh, This part of this teaching is from um, uh, a teaching that we do in our church and that we teach others so that they can teach it uh, called God's New Humanity. And it's the very first teaching out of, we basically teach 24 things, uh, 24, uh, I hate to say Bible doctrine, but we're teaching 24 things out of the New Testament that make disciples because we are called to be a disciple and to make a disciple, not to teach the Bible. A lot of people are stuck on teaching the Bible, they're building their own ministries They're building communities of faith. They're doing this and that, garnering attention, building online followings. Uh, But the purpose uh, goes well beyond that. Um, You know, the purpose goes into becoming a disciple and making a disciple. And so, you don't just because you teach the Bible does not mean you're making a disciple. A disciple has to do with a master and a student a master and a student. In order for there to be another master, there has to be a master and a student. And one of the problems is in our current day is we'd have hardly any masters. Paul said that you have, you have multitudes of teachers, but not many fathers. And the reason is because uh, what it takes to become a master, a master disciple, we could say, because Jesus was a master and he Made he, he lived an example for us. We could even call him the master disciple, or the master disciple maker. Um, in order for you to have a disciple that grows into a master or a disciple, uh, or, or a, an example of the Lord Jesus, you have to have someone who's gone before who knows the way, right? Who knows the ways. And Paul said this, uh, it's in First Corinthians, um. He said, uh, I'll just read it now. It's part of my teaching. I'll just read it Sometimes kind of free-flowing here. He says, Therefore, uh, for 1 Corinthians 4.17, Therefore, I have sent Timothy to you. He is my beloved son and is faithful in the Lord. He will remind you of my ways. Isn't that interesting that Paul is telling the Corinthian church, I'm sending you Timothy to remind you of my ways, which are in Christ as i teach everywhere in every ter- in every church so paul literally is going from region to region country to country and he's proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and his ways in christ like what in the world does that mean what does it mean for paul to say i'm teaching my ways in christ in everywhere i go and in every church well what Paul is doing is conveying maybe even what we would call secrets of, the, of being a disciple. How do we grow into, uh, going back to Ephesians 4 11, 12, 13, in there, if the purpose of the fivefold ministry, apostle, prophet, pastor, teacher, evangelist, is to bring us into the unity of the faith, uh, uh, equipped, fully equipped for our own works of ministry even until we reach the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. That's fatherhood, to reach the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. That means that it's not only possible for the disciple to walk like his master, it is the purpose of the disciple to walk like his master. You won't find very many people teaching this because not many people are fathers. They're hirelings and they're children who are teaching their own ways, but their ways are not in Christ. Therefore, it does not lead to maturity. Okay? I hope you guys are getting this and understand what I'm saying uh, because you've probably never heard these words out of a human's mouth before. (laughs) Okay? So when Paul goes and teaches his ways, which are in Christ everywhere and in every church, he is a master teaching uh, the path to becoming a master right? Um, Jesus even said, it. Uh, when a student is trained, this is in uh, John, I believe, when a student is trained, he can become like his master. And he promised, you know, everyone that follows him, you know, you'll do the same works that I do in greater. Also, you'll receive the same persecutions that I received. Anyone who is godly in Christ Jesus will receive persecution. So it's clear that Jesus wants to us to follow Him, okay, in His ways, right? And His ways have a purpose, and uh, the uh, the purpose uh, before the Spirit of God was released on the earth, the purpose was a mystery, and um, and it was concealed, it was hidden from before the foundation of the world, and. The reason it was hidden is because it says in 1 Corinthians that if the rulers of this world had understood the purpose, this mystery, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory, right? They wouldn't have killed Jesus because by killing Jesus, they actually offered, he was offered as a sacrifice. He offered himself as a sacrifice uh, for the cancellation of sin so that uh, we could receive The baptism of the Holy Spirit, which is the purpose, which we've taught before. Uh, Christ became a curse for us that we could receive the promise of Abraham through the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, the promise of the Father. So everything that Jesus did was to put us in a position to be dwelt, indwelt by God's Spirit, which is what Jesus was. He was a sinless man dwelt by God's Spirit. If, you're, if you are born again, your sins have been canceled. Anyone who was born of God does not sin. Therefore, after we are born again, we should not be sinning. We, uh, you know, if something happens and we do sin, uh, we have an advocate. And he is faithful and just to cleanse us from all unrighteousness if we confess our sin. But we, <sighs> sin should not be something that happens in a Christian's life. Much rather, we should be practicing righteousness, uh, just like First Peter 2.24 says, that he, uh, by his wounds we were healed, uh, that whole scripture there, uh, that we could live in righteousness, okay? So the purpose of Jesus coming was so that we could be just like him, and we're going to jump into that right now, all right? So let me make a couple statements, we'll go through some scriptures, we'll take some questions. So the purpose of Christ, okay, there is a purpose. And I'm going to tell it to you. The purpose of Christ, once a mystery, is now revealed to us. Okay, here's the purpose. This is the play, the thing you should write down. It is that God would establish a new humanity after the likeness of His Son and rule the earth through them. The purpose of Christ, which was once a mystery, but now revealed to us fully is that God would establish a new humanity after the likeness of his Son and rule the earth through them. And a lot of people will say, what are you talking about? Like the purpose of Jesus is so that we could go to heaven. Except it doesn't say that in the Bible. <laughs> if we want to look at the purpose of man, we've got to go all the way back to Genesis 1.26. And then God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion. Okay? God created the planet. He created everything. And then he created man and said, let them have dominion. So our original purpose from God is to have dominion in the earth, not to leave the earth. And modern Christianity teaches that your purpose is to leave the earth. Okay? This is a doctrine of demons. This is not your purpose. Your purpose is that you would remain here and have dominion in the earth. And this is the reason we have to have a new humanity. Remember the purpose of Christ? Once a mystery now revealed is that God would establish a new humanity after the likeness of his son and rule the earth through him. If we jump all the way uh, to the end of the New Testament... Um, I think I've got this verse here somewhere. Uh, We see that in Genesis, it starts with dominion. And then uh, at the very end in Revelation, it says that he who overcomes will rule the nations with a rod of iron or with a scepter of iron. And that is not talking about Jesus. That is talking about us. So in Genesis Genesis, we start out with man having dominion in the earth. Man then loses dominion to the adversary, the devil. But it's okay because before God created anything, he created a plan. And this plan uh, is that that God would have a new humanity in the likeness of his son. In fact, in Romans 5.14, it says that the first Adam was just a type of the one who was to come. Speaking of Jesus... Of course, the Bible calls Jesus the last Adam. Why? Because Jesus, just like the first Adam, the first Adam is the father of a race of people. The second, the last Adam, Jesus, is the, is also the father or the head of a race of people. But not just any race, a new kind of race. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. That word new in the Greek, means literally a new species of, uh, of humanity, okay? I know this doesn't match your church doctrine, but your church doctrine doesn't count if it's not Bible doctrine, okay? So <clears throat> the purpose of Christ is that God would establish through him a new humanity. What's the purpose of this new humanity? The same purpose as the first one to have dominion. So the purpose of Christ in the earth is that God would rule the earth through this new humanity after the likeness and image of Jesus Christ because before the foundation of the world, according to this plan, Christ was crucified. We were chosen to be in him. We were chosen to be sons. He laid out uh, our works before us uh, in advance. Uh, And the purpose is to unite all things in Christ, this is Ephesians 1.10, which are in heaven and on earth. So we have to switch our mindset. We have to let our mind be renewed and understand that this is more than just having your sins forgiven so you can live a better life. This is about laying down your life to come into this new humanity after the likeness of Jesus Christ that you could walk in the dominion of Christ in the earth for God all right and this is why the spirit of God has been given to us in fact let's just read galatians 3:13 and 14 it says Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law by being made a curse for us as it is written curses everyone who hangs on a tree which means who hangs on a cross And it's for a purpose, so that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Everything that Jesus did was to get his Spirit in you. In fact, the greatest event in the entire Bible is the promise of the Father, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit To dwell in men, and not just any men, not sinful men, men who have been reborn into this new line of humanity after the likeness of Jesus Christ. It's called being a son of God, and this is what the kingdom of God is. The Spirit of God is God's dominion living in man. It is dominion restored so that you could walk just like him. All right, so the entire New Testament is about one thing the revelation of God's mystery in Christ. It's a mem- mystery, remember, because if God had revealed it before, the rulers of this age would have picked up on it and they were like, no, we can't kill Jesus because if we kill him, the Spirit of God's going to be loosed on the planet. Sins are going to be canceled. We don't want that. We just want to kill Jesus. We just to want to leave Jesus live and see what happens. But they didn't understand that he was the once and for all sacrifice for all sin so that death and sin could be uh, uh, done away with and that man could be indwelt by the Spirit of God. All right? That's when I talk about that. I'm talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I'm talking about the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2 when the Spirit of God was poured out on the earth. That is the biggest event in the entire Bible, okay? Because everything that Jesus came and lived and died for was for that purpose. So, the entire New Testament is about one thing, the revelation of God's mystery in Christ, that he made a new humanity, uh, that he was made a new humanity for us. That by the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, Christ would reign through us in the earth until such a time as all his enemies have been put under his feet and he returns, right? This is not about us just going to heaven forever. I mean, I know there's songs written about going to heaven and when we've been there 10,000 years, okay? If you sing that song after 10,000 years, it's going to be on planet earth. (laughs) All right. Um. So, uh, by the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, Christ would reign through us in the earth until such a time as all of his enemies have been put under his feet and he returns, bringing with him <clears throat> the transformation of our physical bodies to become just like his and making all things new in heaven and earth. I have some... News for you that Jesus Christ is coming back, all right? But he is not coming back for a bride that has no clue who they are, for a bride that's caught in sin, for a humanity that's just stumbling around. He's coming back for sons who are just like him, sons who have done the job of destroying all the works of darkness and putting all of his enemies under his feet. And sons who are ruling, okay? Because Christ is coming back to rule with us. After Christ ascended into heavens, he was glorified, okay? Jesus Christ is a man, all right? Yes, he is God, but he came as a man, all right? It's not making him less to say that. It's just telling the truth. In Philippians it says that in Philippians it says that Jesus stripped himself of everything that made him equal with God so that he could become a servant all right so Jesus came as a man he ascended as a man and he, his body was glorified after he ascended so right now let's just drive this point home even more about Christ ruling through us or about the fact that he has made us co-rulers with Christ is that there is right now sitting at the right hand of the Father on the throne of David a human being with a glorified body. Does that not tell you something about this purpose and about this plan? He is seated there in, in glory a glorified human body and the bible promises that we shall receive a body just like his when he returns okay so jesus is the head again of a new race of humanity called the sons of god this new humanity possesses exactly what christ is and has become all right and we read that verse from galatians 3:13 that Christ was made a curse for us so that we might receive the promise or the baptism or the indwelling of God uh, by his spirit. Jesus said, the Father and I will come and make our home in you. He was talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit and fire in Acts chapter 2. So the spirit now, his spirit is in me and in you for one purpose. To have dominion in the earth. <clears throat> this means, what does it mean to have dominion? It doesn't mean to boss people around and build a bunch of churches and so that every, we can be everyone's boss. <laughs> that's not what it means. It means to establish the will of God and to destroy the works of the devil. And that's exactly what Jesus came to do. For this reason was the Son of God made manifest, to destroy the works of the devil. He said, I only do what pleases my father. And Jesus also said, those that are are uh, my family members, my mother, my brother, my sisters, those who are among my family are those who do the will of God. Right, Fidel? Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth. Okay? The purpose revolves around having dominion in the earth. Jesus came to get his spirit in us, that he could rule through us in the earth. All right. Uh, 1 Corinthians 4.17. Uh, I read that earlier. This is about where Paul says, I'm sending Timothy to you. And his goal is to remind you of my ways, which are in Christ, as I teach everywhere in every church. So let's talk about the ways. I know we've kind of gone over this a little bit, but this is such a for the Bible the good Bible doctrine is so foreign to most people that we have to go over it and over it. In Philippians 2, 5 through 13, I'm just going to read this passage of Scripture and make some comments. Paul writes, Let this mind be in you all. Okay, what is this? This is a command. We have to read the Bible like a disciple. Paul is commanding the Philippians... Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. So, India and everywhere else that's watching, the command, the word of the Lord to you is, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. This is not an option. This is a command to obey. Who, being in the form of God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but he emptied himself. Taking upon himself the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men, and being found in the form of a man, he humbled himself, and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore God highly exalted him and gave him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow." So Paul is saying to them, as a disciple, I am your father in the faith. I am the master. You are the student. Let this same mind be in you so that we can all come into uh, maturity, unto the measure of the stature of his fullness. Let this mind be in you. Who Christ was in the form of God, didn't consider equality with God something to be grasped, but he emptied himself. Okay? So you've got to empty yourself. Of everything that puts you in charge. you got to empty yourself of everything that you do to get your way. you got to empty yourself of everything that makes you God. In order to humble yourself and become a servant of the spirit of dominion that is in you. This is why we don't see many miracles. Because we're walking around as our own gods. Serving ourselves. Serving our own self-interests. Serving our own purpose, serving our own dreams, serving our own desires, serving our own desires of the flesh, serving our own cravings of the flesh. You can never become a master when you're serving self. This is why Jesus said, if you want to follow me, you must deny yourself. This is really the secret to everything. If you want to unleash, uh, if you want to release the spirit of dominion inside of you, then you have to begin to die to self daily and learn how to do that. So I want to go back, though, to this verse here. It says that um, at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. Let this mind be in you. See, Paul's giving us secrets to his ways, which are in Christ. Why is it important to know Paul's ways? Because he is walking as a father. Everyone that Paul touches is healed. He goes into cities and raises the dead and preaches the gospel. We don't have one single instance of Paul failing to heal the sick, Paul failing to raise the dead, Paul failing in any endeavor. In fact, he himself was stoned once and then came back to life. Paul walked as a father in the faith. Paul walked as... Uh, in the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, we could say. So when he says, uh, let this si- same mind be in you, which is in Christ Jesus, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. What is this talking about? That at the name of Jesus on your lips, all the works of the enemy should bow. Isn't that good? Mm-hmm. Okay. Because we put that off in the future. We're like, oh yes, one day every knee will bow. No, 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 no. That's not the point. Paul is saying let this same mind be in you that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow so n- not not will bow bow that at the name of Jesus all sickness and disease bows sure. at the name of Jesus on your lips every demon and devil bows that is what Paul is talking about that's why he's saying This command to the Philippians, let this same mind be in you. Christ, even though he was God, emptied himself to become a servant of God's purpose. All right? That at the name of Jesus, every knee would bow. Of those in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord To the glory of the Father. So, not that every tongue will confess someday, out there, every tongue will confess. No, that every tongue should confess. Because we have the mind, the same mind of Christ, that for two reasons, that every knee bow and every tongue confess here, now, that when we speak, that when we preach, that when we teach, awakening would come to people and they would be born again confessing Jesus Christ as Lord. So the expectation from Jesus and from Paul here on this command, <clears throat> let the same mind be in you, is that no one would be lost. But all confess Jesus Christ as Lord. That is amazing. That is spectacular. That, that God would be desire so strongly and do such a perfect thing in us that at the name of Jesus on our on our lips every sickness every devil bows okay and that also every tongue confess God would that no one be lost and that we we put these scriptures off in the future that's probably you probably never thought of these scriptures in this light but these scriptures Paul is saying listen let them let possess the mind of Christ that you would never fail in dominion and that you would never fail in teaching and preaching because the goal is that every knee bow and every tongue confess all right so the expectation is that no one be lost how do we get there let this same mind be in you let's go on therefore my beloved as you have always obeyed not only in my presence but so much more In my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Okay, you've probably heard this sermon about this verse before and it's 99.9% sure that you've heard it wrong, okay? Because what it means to work out your salvation is to let this same mind be in you. We haven't, Paul hasn't changed the subject here. He's not talking about something else. He's still on the same subject. He says, uh, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Meaning, I am commanding you, the same mind that was in Christ, let it be in you, India. And work out your salvation, what, just whenever you feel like it? No, Whenever I get around to it? No, with fear and trembling, with great caution... And regard, in the original Greek, is what it means. With great caution and regard, work out this mindset of Jesus Christ. Work out this mind that Christ has. So, working out your salvation is being renewed in your mind and the spirit of your mind so that you can be influenced by God to the point of action. Alright? So that you could... So being renewed in your mind and having the same mindset as Christ, or let the mind of Christ be in you, it means that you're going to adopt the purpose of Christ, and you're going to adopt the right attitude that it takes to accomplish that purpose. Paul talks about this another way in other places. He said uh, to become a good soldier, because nobody uh, wages war as a civilian. They prepare themselves, they count the cost, And they equip themselves and then they go to battle. They don't go to war as a civilian. They go to war as a soldier. And a soldier is a certain mindset. It means I am being trained to win. I'm being trained to overcome. I'm being trained to take real ground. So anything that prevents you from abandoning your your life to uh, let the same mind of Christ be in you, is an idol, all right? Anything that prevents you from abandoning yourself to the purpose, a mission of Jesus Christ, which is to let his mind be in you, any other thing that prevents that or gets in the way of that is an idol. What are some things that could come in the way of that? Self-importance, you know, some of the things we listed before, personal desires, I don't want to, (laughs) Things like that. I have other plans for my life. Listen, you better work this out with fear and trembling. You better get some great caution and regard for getting the mind of Christ in you and having this same mind because everything that God's doing in the earth depends on you having this mind. So Christ stripped himself, according to Philippians here, Of equality with God, to become a servant to the Father's will. Therefore, we must strip ourselves of everything that makes us our own gods, and submit ourselves to the Father, just like Christ. All right? Philippians 3, 13 and 14. I'm going to read this, Paul writing. Brothers, I do not count myself to have attained... But this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press towards the goal to the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. What is the high calling of God in Christ Jesus? It's having the same mind that Christ had. It's stripping yourself of everything that makes you God so that you could become a servant in this new humanity. So for the purpose of Christ ruling or having dominion through you in the earth. Remember that every knee bow and that every tongue confess. So we must press in to the possession of all things that have been given to us in Christ. By doing so, you will be able to function as a new man or a new man in this new humanity and function as Christ functioned. Many so called Christians know scripture verses, church attendance, and church tradition, but very, very, very few have the mindset of Christ. To have this mindset, to have this mindset is to adopt the same purpose as Christ and to have the same attitude towards that purpose as Christ. Still, many are lost there, not knowing the purpose of Christ. Let's go over the purpose of Christ again. The purpose of Christ, once a mystery, now revealed is that God would establish a new humanity after the likeness of his Son and rule the earth through them. Christ became a curse for us that all things in heaven and earth would be united through him. Through the indwelling of God's spirit in this new humanity. Which is the dominion of God's kingdom in the earth. At all cost, we must pursue this mindset. At all cost, we must pursue this purpose. By the way, this is called seeking first the kingdom of God. This is what it means to seek first the kingdom of God. Christ came according to Isaiah, uh, he came with a government of God on his shoulder. That government is the kingdom of heaven. Let it be on earth as it is in heaven. Let your kingdom come. Your will be done. How does this happen? Through those of this new humanity who have uh, put on the mindset of Christ. They have adopted the purpose of Christ that the spirit of God would dwell in them to have dominion in the earth, that every knee would bow and that every tongue would be able to confess that Jesus is Lord. This is really good. Ephesians 4, 13-15 backs this all up even more. It says, this is the part that talks about uh, he gave apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, and evangelists. This is right after that. Until we all come into the unity of the faith, and, the, and of the knowledge of the Son of God, there's the unity of the faith. What is the unity of the faith? Have this same mind. <laughs> we have, In the body of Christ, we're not double-minded. We're like quadrillion-minded. Everybody's got their own opinions and their own preferences and own ideas. And that equals no dominion. That equals no power. That, Im- that equals uh, governments taking over uh, and... Uh, by devils and demons and principalities and powers. That means uh, chaos in the earth, sickness, death, disease, famines, pestilence. But when we have the same mind of Christ, we come into unity of the faith. What kind of faith are we talking about? Like, oh, faith for healing or faith for finances? No, no, no. We're talking about the faith that's been given to us, which is this new humanity in Christ. See, we have been placed as being... Born again, we have been placed into this new race of humanity, translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light, translated out of uh, sin and death into everlasting life for a purpose, that the Spirit of God might dwell in us, that Christ would reign through us in the earth. Okay, let's go on. Uh, That we might attain uh, unto a complete man to the measure... Of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Uh, King James says the perfect man. Uh, in the Greek, it's the word is teleos. It means the mature man. So we are called to perfection. We are called to maturity. We are called to be just like Jesus. So that we may no longer be children. Tossed here and there by waves. Carried about with every wind of doctrine. By the trickery of men. By craftiness with deceitful scheming. Does that not sound like the modern church? But speaking the truth in love, we may grow up in all things. How many things? All things into him who is the head, Christ himself. He is the head of his body in the earth, which is the church. But he is also the head or the source of a new race of people. Uh, He said this. I am the firstborn of many brothers, okay? Many brothers just like him. Uh, Colossians, this is the last scripture I'll read here. Colossians 1, 24 through 29. Paul writing, Now I rejoice in my sufferings for your sake, and fill up in my flesh that which is lacking in the afflictions of Christ, for the sake of his body which is the church. I have been made a servant of it, according to the commission of God, which has been given to me for you to fulfill the word of God. So Paul is saying, I have been made a servant to the church, according to the commission of God, to fulfill the word of God. Does anybody know what the word of God is? Well, good thing for us, Paul continues and tells us, he says, even... The mystery which has been hidden from past ages and generations but now is revealed to his saints. To them God would make known what is the glorious riches of this mystery among the nations. What is this mystery Paul's talking about? He writes it here. It is Christ in you. The hope of glory The spirit indwelling you, everything that Jesus did was to get Christ in you or was to get the spirit of God in you. and And the spirit is just a down payment or a guarantee of a glorified body just like his. It is the hope of glory. It is the hope of being glorified. And it is also heaven's hope because everything that heaven uh, gave in Christ revolves and resides within us that we would possess the same mindset and the same mind as Christ adopting his purpose and the right attitude that it takes to accomplish this purpose. He says it is Christ in you. This is the mystery. This is the word of God. When you anybody asks you, what's the word of God? What's the word of the Lord, brother? <laughs> you can tell them. Well, it's right here in Colossians chapter 1. The Word of God, Christ in you, the hope of glory. All right? Uh, Whom we preach, warning everyone, teaching everyone in all wisdom. Why is he warning them? It's the same thing he was talking about in Philippians. Work out your salvation with fear and trembling, great caution. Let this same mind be in you, teaching everyone in all wisdom. What wisdom is this? It's not the wisdom of the world. It's not the wisdom of this age. It's the wisdom of a plan that has been unveiled, which was conceived before the foundations of the world. What was a mystery has now been revealed. It has been made wisdom to us because it has been uncovered. All right? So that, here we go, Paul is always bringing us back to the purpose, back to reigning. Back to having dominion, that we may present them perfect in Christ. What is this word? It is mature, it is teleos, the same word that he used in Ephesians 4, 11, 12, 13, that we may present uh, everyone mature in Christ, uh, the perfect man, the complete man. He says, in this I labor, in what? In teaching and exhorting and warning with all wisdom that we might grow up into him in all things. That you would possess the mindset of Christ. In this I labor, striving according to his power, which effectively works in me. Why go to th- this effort, Paul? Why do we strive to present every man perfect in Christ? Why? It is is because of this. That every knee would bow in earth and under the earth, and that every tongue confess. God intends for there to be no enemies when he returns. When Jesus returns, he's not coming to heal the sick. When Jesus returns, he's not coming to save the lost. He's coming to rule forever on the planet with this new humanity. And this is the high calling of God in Christ Jesus, to receive the baptism of the Spirit, the riches of Christ, Towards the nations. This is the purpose in Christ that the spirit of dominion would rule through us until every knee bows and every tongue confesses that Jesus Christ is Lord. All right, Fidel, back to you.
0: That's good news, folks. Yes, brother, that's good news. Hallelujah. (laughs) And thank you for this deep insight. Of uh, uh, what uh, God wants us to learn and mature as sons of God, because a child does not have dominion, but a mature son of God has dominion, yes. and that is what the end uh, uh, and, uh, of uh, all mature sons of David shall rule with a rod of iron. Hallelujah. That's right. Anybody? Yes. Anybody has any questions or any prayer requests? Because. You know, Brother is now going to leave for uh, ministering door to door as the Lord Jesus Christ uh, would uh, uh, go door to door and every city to city to preach the kingdom of of God. So before... uh, uh, Praise God. Praise God. Uh,
2: Last night I was... uh, As I was praying, and the uh, the Lord has been giving me this uh, mind of Christ and we have been praying this mind of Christ to our family members also. And the question was just uh, uh, crossing my mind. We know what it is to have the mind of Christ. But I did not know fully. But as a brother has explained now very beautifully, what, it is, what is the meaning of having mind of Christ? What it is to have the mind of Christ? This has really been a blessing to me. Good. And uh, we are three people here under one connection. We have Lakshmi here. Uh, she is, uh, uh, going abroad, uh, to work in a house and she needs prayers. She's praying that uh, she's a born again. She was a Hindu. She's born again. Now uh-huh. she's one year born again, and she's praying that she will get good people that she can join a fellowship on Fridays. She's going to Oman. So let us Oman. please pray for her that she will get good people where she will work. She can join a fellowship where she can grow. And that she will
1: get, uh, yeah, to, to, you know, to be safe. Yeah. What is, what is her name again? Lakshmi. Lakshmi. Uh, All right. Let's pray for Lakshmi in the name of Jesus. Lakshmi, receive the spirit of life right now. Receive the spirit of fire. And receive the spirit of God that dwells within you, that you would be led in all wisdom, truth, insight, and understanding, that your steps be ordered before you, and that God himself would begin to influence you in every thought, in every word, in every action, and every deed in the name of Jesus. We speak life, protection, health, peace, and blessing in Jesus' name.
0: Amen. 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 Amen
2: brother.
0: thank you. Brother. You're welcome. Yes, anybody else you can unmute please. And a prayer request and for uh, any questions also on what brother taught just now.
2: Hello, I request to, uh, I am Hannah here from Bombay. And my humble request is for my daughter and my son-in-law Joshua and Aditi. Uh, they have gone away from my house and I'm just requesting Yehovah that wherever they are they be safe and they return back safely with joy in their heart.
1: Are they are they born again?
2: Yes, yes okay. yes. okay. So
1: your 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 prayer request is for protection, I'm having trouble understanding exactly protection what you said
2: and they should come back safely back home.
1: Okay, all right. If there's anybody else that has a similar prayer request uh, for family members and for protection and, and, you know, situations like this, let's all just believe together for this situation. For your own families and for this family here, in the name of Jesus, I speak and I declare that no thing by any means shall harm them and nothing shall be impossible to them. In Jesus' name, I speak faith that quenches every fiery dart in the name of Jesus. And I speak that all who are away will return safely, unharmed. In the name of Jesus, so be it. Yes.
2: Amen. 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 Thank you. You're welcome. I trust this word. I trust this word.
0: Good. Yes, anybody else? We have, I think it's time up, but anybody else also wants? We can, or brother has to go for his ministering. Yes, so... Let's wind up and uh, I, I ask brother to end with a prayer. Brother Clint, we thank you again, once again. And we hope to see you again uh, for our growth because we uh, believe that uh, you are like a father to us here, just as Paul was a father at he, in his time. Hallelujah. We thank you, uh, Heavenly Father, for this time and the word which was said. Yes. yes. Thank
1: you, Father. May may your hearts be enriched in all wisdom and understanding according to the Word of God. So be it.
2: Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. Enjoyed it. Blessings. God bless you, brother. Uh, God bless you. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you.
1: Bye-bye. See you next time.
2: Yes, sure. Sure. Bye. Bye.